Welcome back to another episode of Love is Out There, a 90 Day Fiance podcast. I'm Julia. I'm Alan. And we're recapping part one of episode 12 about last night. Now, Alan, have you seen that movie about last night? No, but I've seen that hashtag. Are you kidding me? Are they just stealing names of episodes from the gram? That's a hashtag? This is maybe from like a year or two ago is where you post pictures from when you went out last night. Remember when going out was a thing? Yeah. So you go out, you take pictures with your Yas girls, and then the next morning you post these pictures, hashtag about last night. Oh, I didn't know that. I just know that it's a great movie from the 80s that I love. It stars Demi Moore and Rob Lowe, and they're not fully clothed in that movie. If Rob Lowe is fully clothed, I don't want to see it. He's very good looking. He's not ugly. No. Also, they made a remake of that movie, but they made it black. That I didn't know. Yeah, they did. Starring Cedric the Entertainer? He might be in. I, I want to say that Kevin Hart is in it. Nice. It's so It was so bad. I was so upset because I loved that movie. Rogan had Rob Lowe on the podcast maybe two years ago. I think one of the first things he said was, wow, you are really good looking in, in, in person. <laughs> And then Rob Lowe at some point in the podcast made a point to mention when he did the opening monologue for the Oscars or something. It is one of the cringiest things you'll ever see in your life. If you're bored, go look it up. It's really, really good. Back to 90 Day Fiance. We open up with some twang on the bayou the day after the engagement party fight. Yeah, they just recap more of the same. I'm over this fight. Truth. I can't believe Jovi is never hungover for as much as we see him drinking. That means his tolerance is so high. My tolerance is pretty high, but that man was toe up and he looked pretty good. Yeah, he looked like he had just had a regular night. But then we had a repeat scene, Alan. This was just like the Darcy and Jesse scene. How so? Where Jesse's like, I need you to not drink. Oh. Except Darcy wasn't pregnant and actually was out of her mind drunk. In this instance, Jovi would have to be the pregnant one to be saying that. Exactly. Yes. Jovi just wanted to have some fun with his friends. Isn't that what an engagement party is supposed to be? Like, you're not supposed to spend time with your newly engaged fiance at an engagement party. Excuse me. If we ever Uh, have an engagement party, you are not leaving me alone. Okay. Looks like we're not having an engagement party then. So yeah, Yara asked him to stop drinking and he wasn't having any of that. Julia... I would stop drinking for you, and I think we should take a shot to celebrate that. No, I'm not taking any shots. Yara was having a lot of regret about coming to America. Yeah, because she comes here, and she's left alone, and she has to take care of a drunk. Did you catch the part where Yara basically tells him, you have two choices. You can be a good father, or you can keep drinking, and you'll get to see your kids on the weekend. Yeah, those are some options. Do you know what she's saying? Yeah, that they're going to get divorced. Yeah, that's a, that's like the savage move of all moves. She basically is like, I'm not staying with you. I will move on if that's what you're going to keep doing. And I don't know if I disagree with her. Yeah, who wants to be around a, a drunk, especially around a newborn? No, thank you. She wants a partner, someone to help her. And he values drinking alcohol over that. Yeah, but if the baby's going to throw up on him and he's going to throw up on him, at least they can kind of bond. It'll be father-son bonding. In Belize... Stephanie is waking up with a fox in her bed. Or at least that was the tail of a fox covering her eyes. What the heck was that? I don't know. Did you you not see this? Oh my God. She had some type of 
weighted device. I don't know what you'd call it, a bean baggie that was decorated. It was like a fox's tail that she just puts on her eyes to keep her eyes covered from the sun or something. It was like some type of pressurized device. It's not like, did it look like Davy Crockett? No, that's a raccoon's tail, but I'm glad you know the reference. (laughs) Anyways, 48 hours into her stay in Belize, Ryan and Stephanie are done. Now, Julia, that was a lot of footage for only two days. I thought they had been there for a couple of days at this point. This is at least the third or fourth week we've seen them. Yeah, I thought this they had at least been there for a week, if not more. Nothing really happened, I guess. I mean, too much happened in that time. And we got to see every single second of it. That's great. Makes me want more. Yeah. But Stephanie is preparing to be on her own version of a true crime documentary because she takes it out on a balloon. Take out the paper and the trash. No, 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 no. She does not take out the trash. She litters. She literally litters on the side of the bungalow, whatever she's in. Maybe it's the physical therapist speaking in me. I was really worried she was going to roll her ankle crushing that balloon. Those nylon balloons are super strong. Yeah, she was definitely going to fall over. That's why she had to take a pen at it. Die, die, 2020. Her throwing the balloons out felt really staged and cheesy. Yeah, she was also littering. Do they not have rules against this in Belize? I'm worried they'd send her to a Mexican jail in Belize. I don't know. She probably bought the most expensive bungalow there. They'll let her do whatever she wants. Oh, yeah. So Stephanie was getting all dolled up to go see Harris. I have to say, Julia, she was a hot little number walking over there. It is way too bad that she is insane in the membrane. Yeah. She seems to be over Ryan. You know, she misses her cat more than she misses Ryan. I was just surprised because when we first met her, it was like, oh, she's cute. And then you get to know her and you're like, oh my God, she's a train wreck. And then she goes down to Belize and you're like, oh my God, she is out of her mind insane. But when she put on that makeup to go see Mr. Harris, I was back in. I was like, okay, I could go for a $3,000 Rolex. Come up here to New York, baby girl. Hey. I don't see you buying me no Rolex. You want a Rolex? You don't don't like jewelry. I don't. Whatever. If Harris gets the sloppy seconds of his cousin, he still ends up so far in first place. Oh, yeah. He really wants to come to America, too. But we'll get to that. I hope so. I haven't seen the whole episode yet. Moseying on down to Dinwiddie, Virginia. Did you see that little cowboy on a horse decoration? I think that's supposed to be Brandon. Oh, I didn't see that. I rewound it. It's great. It's in their house? It was outside. It was like the leading to the scene. Okay. Betty Spaghetti is really living up to her name, making lasagna with Julia. Work is struggling for Brandon as a pest control technician. He told that whole story about how when he goes to spray, the people are spraying behind him. I don't know if he no- if he noticed that was actually Betty behind him spraying him with Lysol. <laughs> she just helicopter parents so bad she comes to work with him. Exactly. Like don't t- don't touch that. Don't don't touch that. Try this dress on. Brandon was pretty ignorant to the whole visa deportation process when he was sitting down with Julia and his parents. But we know now that he was actually right. Nothing was going to happen if Julia and him didn't get married in that 90 days. Julia could have stayed forever while the government was shut down. Yeah, but they could also still get married during those 90 days. They could. They just maybe would have had trouble getting the approval, the license, if you will. But I'm just saying, Brandon was dumb, but he also was kind of right. Hey, if... Florian and Stacy can get married in front of their father's house or in that hotel room or wherever they were in the middle of coronavirus. 
I think Brandon and Julia will be just fine. I thought they were going to get married at Dunkin' Donuts. They should have got married at Dunkin' Donuts. The topic of wedding dress shopping comes up, and I thought Betty was super cute about getting married and getting excited for this whole thing. Here's the problem. Betty was just a little too crazy at the beginning of all of this to act so sweet now. And Julia was like, yeah, no, I'm not having any of this. I'm saying if my mother got that excited for you to get a dress with you, I don't think you'd love the idea of her coming dress shopping with you, especially the way she acts, but you'd, you'd have it. My mother has never done anything as crazy or bad as what Betty has done to Julia. Yeah, I guess she just thinks in her mind that they're like best friends, but she also makes the rules and makes her a slave on the farm. I disagree. She doesn't think they're best friends. She's not losing a son. She's gaining a daughter. Wait, she'll say this eventually. I guarantee it. Yeah. She doesn't have a daughter. We don't know the whole situation of the Ron's kids and Betty's kids, but it seems like that Brandon is the only one of their kids and they definitely don't have any daughters. Yeah. And she wishes she did. My sister doesn't like you, but she's always wanted a sister. So you're the best she can get. In Squim, Washington, Again, this scene better be Big Mike driving Natalie to the airport. I would hate to be a fly on the wall for that drive. No, this was another dumb FaceTime. Now she has another friend, Svetlana. I couldn't she- remember have, if we talked to Svetlana or not. I think we met her when, we? We were in, okay. when you were in Ukraine. I just remember telling the story about knowing a girl named Svetlana who went by Sveti, which I did not think was very flattering. Yeah, but that's kind of a universal name in that area of the world. Gotcha. If you knew that your name translates to something like Sweaty Sveti, I would never. Ew, whatever. Okay. Natalie wants to get some conclusion on her situation with Big Mike. Yeah, and her friend is basically telling her what she wants to hear. She's reacting the same about the ring, but she said if you you need to work on your relationship. And so Natalie says that she's going to let things go, forget about the past, blah, 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 boring, boring, boring. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Natalie just realized that she's being punished for the whole Kiev throwing the ring back situation. And she seems more upset about her own life, not about her relationship failing. I know we've kind of addressed this in the past. She went on this whole rant of how the divorce was bad and how she's 35 and how she wants kids. She wasn't actually saying, but I love him, but I miss him, but I want to be with him. She's just a little too into where she is and knowing that she's going to have to start all over again. So she settled in on a, okay, I can trust him now, aka I want that rock back. She wants the rock back, but she knows that she's not getting it. So she said she's going to let it be for the time being. Did you see Natalie FaceTiming and you could clearly see her phone case was the brand new OtterBox Defender. Did you notice the logo on her phone? I don't know what that is. I will show you because I just got a new OtterBox for my new cell phone. I can't believe they showed the logo on that phone. There, oh. be- there better be a post-soup who gets fired for that. No, you can show logo sometimes. It just depends on the, the network. Okay. I was not okay with that. Furthermore, side story, I just got a new OtterBox. And when you get these new phone cases on your phones, they are so difficult to open that I wasn't sure if I needed to take off the plastic covering first. I was trying to do this today. I had to Google a video how to open new OtterBox for iPhone. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to break this in half. I'm so worried. Did it work? Yeah, I got to it eventually. How's your new phone? Haven't turned it on yet. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, now we're back in Virginia, but Virginia Beach. 
with Tark and Hazel. So I wrote it down like that too. I said, we're in Virginia, but is this regular Virginia? Because we keep on saying Dinwiddie, Virginia, and then it said Virginia Beach. So they're in Virginia Beach. Yeah, they're in Virginia Beach. Okay. It's interesting because we just keep saying Virginia and I'm like, yeah, but there's Dinwiddie and there's this one. Yeah. So they're not in the farm. They're in the crappy beach town, but not as crappy as like Newport News. True. Home of? Mike Vick. Very good. You watched that documentary with me. (laughs) With you. Yeah. Tarek is teaching his daughter how to spell. I thought it was a really cute scene. A cute scene. This was 20 seconds long. And then it moved on to more about the stupid girlfriend storyline. Okay. Do you really have a problem with the threesome shopping that they're doing? It is a lot. Okay. You can't find someone. Move on. And this whole thing with Minty, this is stupid. Yeah. I really don't understand anything that's happening because it seems like they're just putting Hazel online to find a girlfriend, but Tarek is so obsessed with this catfishing and the reverse searching. Can we just talk about how reverse search has killed the catfish game? Well, he calls it a super catfish as if it were a catfish that was melded in with Superman and has taken over his Tinder. So being on TikTok, I see different videos and I'll make a comment here or there. And most of the time, like I'm never trying to go at anybody too hard. I had a comment the other day that, dare I say, has gone viral. I get pop-ups all the time of people commenting or liking my story. And it's all about a girl who met this guy online and shows his picture and then reverse image searches him. And apparently it's a model and nothing is adding up and she's not sure what to do and da 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 And I just commented, a three-second FaceTime would solve this whole problem. And people have been loving it. They're like, yeah, what is wrong with people these days? I will just say the reverse image search has killed any type of catfishing. I mean, seriously, not to mention during quarantine, if you're suspicious about somebody, just, hey, dude, let's FaceTime. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not have an iPhone? Well, why don't we Google Hangout? Oh, you don't know how to do that? Why don't we WhatsApp chat? Oh, is that not good? Why don't we Zoom? Zoom's not good? We can Skype. There is no reason to be so worried about catfishing. Or Facebook, which I think most of them, you need Facebook. You just do the, the Facebook chat. Insane. It is. Yeah, you're you're from Nigeria, Williams. Not to mention, okay, I'll go ahead and buy you're a real person. We chat for a little bit and then it's like, hey, let's meet up. I got news for you. If I, I've actually never had this happen to me, I've never showed up on a date and the person looked nothing like their picture, whether that's because they've gained or lost weight, whether it's because they're older or younger, whether it's because anything else in the world. But I sure as heck will tell you, if that person was not who I saw in the pictures, it'd be over. There would never be a Mike Jones, what was the guy, Jenny and Samed? Sumit. Sumit. Yeah. No it chance. It worked out for them. Okay. Yeah, she's a real prize too. So Hazel is treating this like shopping, which is one big warning sign for anybody out there who's never done, online dating is not shopping. It's not, ooh, I like that. I'll have one of those. I'll have three of these. Also, she is so anti-Asian slash anti-Thai. Maybe that's a little redundant, anti-Thai. But Tarek sure as heck isn't. I mean, my man has a type. Yeah, but is the Thai community just so abundant in Virginia Beach? Like, I can't imagine. I bet you there's a lot of people from Southeast Asia in a lot of places. If you know where to find them. What if they she just said they found another? I bet you there's more Filipino. Hazel is very worried that Tarek will fall harder for the new girlfriend if she's Asian. But in theory, that could happen with any girl. Like, she could be Asian. She could be whatever. Like, sweetheart, you're nothing special. He's going to fall for the next thing that comes through and really likes him. I don't understand why they don't just compromise and say, Hazel, you can just have a girlfriend. You do it. You just go and do your own thing. No. 
Absolutely not. Why do you think Tarek is so into this? Because he's a dummy. False. Tarek? You don't, he's a, he, you don't think that he doesn't, she obviously doesn't like him and he doesn't see that. I think he's choosing to see the good in her, which is good for him, but he is obsessed with like, what's, what's better than one threesome? Multiple threesomes, having threesomes all the time, having, I think he's going to get to hook up with whoever this chick is without Hazel. He wants to be like a sister wife. But do you think she'd be okay with that? No way. What she wants, so the thing is, is that what happened with Minty is that she was more into Tarek than to Hazel. So what happens if a girl's more into Hazel than to Tarek? Hazel's going to be like, we can't break up with her. I'm with her too. Like, I like her. This is never going to work out. I get never. it. But Tarek is excited to have new threesome potentials. Okay. This is so stupid. I think it's fun at the beginning, but eventually if he does end up getting with a girl and that wants nothing to do with him, you're right. Eventually it'll definitely fade out. Not to mention Hazel, once she gets her green card or whatever, will sure enough just go with the other girl and be done with Tarek. It's exactly. Very- exactly. But Tarek wants to ask Minty for advice. Like she's some expert in threesome relationships. I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense. I don't get why he wants to holler at Minty. And as much as I need Hazel to have some more emotion than these monotone sentences, it makes no sense how a conversation with Minty is going to help with their Tinder swiping. Yeah. Is it like, oh, you know, we're going to go to a super spreader event in Virginia Beach and try to find a girl to get with the both of us. That's not going to happen. Especially during COVID. It could happen. There was a lot of these parties. It just doesn't make sense what you're going to get from Minty in a conversation that's going to make you go, oh, now we're not talking to catfishing people. Right. And she also wants like a best friend and sister. Can you just find a friend? And is this not an option? You sound like Regis. Would you like to phone a friend? Phone a friend. Find a friend. Sounds similar. Find your iPhone. Exactly. We'll move on to Georgia with Zied and Rebecca. And everyone's going through coronavirus now. Everyone who didn't have it before has it now. But no one has actually gotten it on this show. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Zied really turned that place into a pigsty. There were a lot of Diet Coke cans on the floor, probably with cigarette butts in all of them. Ew, they probably did. Do you think he dips too? No, I don't think they're big dippers. I think they smoke tobacco more than... Chewy oh. tobacco right in a lip. Pack a little lipper right here. Well, I learned on my show that there's this drug called cot in a lot of um, Muslim communities. It's uh, like a form of meth nice. and they, they chew on it. Chewing on meth. Yeah. Things I didn't know. Okay. I had never heard of it until my drug show. Zied was struggling with the dishwasher and they put all this cartoonish music in the background and that's totally uncalled for. We talked about this back you know, a bunch of episodes ago with Natalie and Big Mike. I struggle when I'm staying in an Airbnb with a new dishwasher or washing machine. If this is a completely different country with a foreign language, you can't hate somebody for something like that. He's also never had a dishwasher before. Probably was a dishwasher before. Anyways, he was just like, oh, so easy. But he also asked the crew for help. Okay, let's talk about this. Because he was explaining his situation to the producers, or I guess the crew, as you say, and he was in shock of how easy it was. Question. If Zied was about to put laundry detergent soap in the dishwasher, do you know what happens, by the way? No, I don't. Oh, okay. You should try it sometime. No, thank you. It turns into a bubble bath all over your kitchen. That do never, ever, ever put laundry detergent in your dishwasher. Does somebody in the crew step in and stop him? 
I don't know. I don't think so. I think they want to get the shot. Gotcha. I thought you would say that. What if he goes to put aluminum foil in the microwave? Do you know what happens if you do that? It causes a fire. Oh, it's 4th of July in your kitchen. Yeah, you don't do that either. Yeah, I think they would stop that. At what point does a producer step in and go, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. That That's not okay. Like anything? Uh, when you leave your child with the producer like Nicole did. <laughs> that's a great scene. So I don't know if we ever talked about this. I used to love that show, Naked and Afraid. Do you know, you ever seen the show where they put the people naked on the island? I never watched it. I saw the the spoof on SNL right. with, with Leslie, Leslie Jones and Peter Dinklage. Yeah. So there was a scene where they put these people and they were always in water. Like that was kind of the catch is they had to build something above the tree so they couldn't be in water. Well, the problem is getting a place to make water and about, I don't know, seven, 10 days in, one of the guys was like going to drink the water that he knew had bacteria and stuff in it. And the producers were like, no, 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 don't do that. You're going to get sick. And he was like, oh, oh, okay, I got it. Anyways, a day or two later, he snuck a drink without them knowing. Yeah, he had to be helicoptered off the island. He had parasites and he got very sick. Oh my God. But the producers did step in to say, do not do that. I don't know if you ever knew that. I did not. Back to 90 Day Fiance, Zied is homesick and somehow Rebecca is working more during the pandemic. He's not so happy about it, but you should be happy that she wasn't fighting for unemployment like I was for seven weeks. She probably did have to lay people off and then had to work more. Oh, that makes sense. Did you see that sexy mugshot of Zied that Rebecca keeps on her desk at work? He looks like a deer in the headlights in that picture. <laughs> it was like a prison photo. It was horrible. <laughs> he looked like somebody had just turned. He was like, huh? Or something went right up his butt like, huh? It's great because people can't see us when we're doing this, but both of our faces were fantastic. Rebecca took the day off, a rainy Tuesday, to go see a wedding venue and to take a horse and carriage ride. It's more like a Budweiser carriage ride, those Clydesdales. Because you deserve what every individual should enjoy regularly. Is that the slogan? No, but I met a Budweiser rep one time and he saw me drinking Budweiser, bought me a beer, gave me another one, and then told me that and I will never forget it. That's weird. Never thought I'd hear this line. I love the smell of horses. I wonder if Zied smells like a horse. Every horse I've ever been around smells like manure. Yeah, it smells like poop. Get out of here. Also, she wants to get married at this place, apparently. It's cute. What a great weekend to see it when it's, or sorry, Tuesday to see it when it's raining. And have they even talked about this? Is he allowed to get married in whatever? Sure. I mean, it's not the hard rock in the Dominican Republic, but it's pretty cool. Alan. The illness is really throwing a wrench in Rebecca's dream wedding plans. And she was getting kind of mad that Zied is being so reasonable. Remember we've talked about this? Like, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he was being very reasonable for the fact that it's a pandemic. They don't have much time. She, for some reason, thinks that this is her dream wedding and it's her fourth wedding. She like, admits that it's going to be her last wedding because, yeah, eventually you run out of money for weddings when you're on a fast food restaurant manager's salary. This is so dumb. And All she right, gets Julia, really, what? What, do you, what do you want? Last episode was fire. I know this. This episode is not as fire. Not as fire. A little more Rebecca and Harris would make my life happier. No, okay. a, li a little bit more Stephanie and Harris would make my life more fireable. Fireable. Bonjour, Amira. Welcome back. 25 days left on the visa? I That surprised me. So this situation is not going well. No, she's in France and Andrew's in California. 
But in theory, she has to go to Serbia, quarantine for 14 days, and then come to America. This is going to be a shotgun wedding if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, they're going to go immediately to the courthouse. Dum, 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 dum. Okay, speed up, speed up. We got to go. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I do, yeah, I do, she does. Let's go. Okay, marriage, marriage. Marriage, marriage. Marriage, marriage. The timing of her and Andrew's story is really dragging out. So I'm guessing because their story doesn't have a lot of scenes and they're not showing them every other episode, they're trying to have their story end towards the end of the whole season. Why not just finish it mid-season? Maybe I'll sit around and wonder if anything else is going to happen when they come back. Finish what mid-season? Their story. They, they don't, they're not going to do that. You realize they're dragging this out as much as possible, though. Oh, yeah. They also probably don't know how many episodes they have right off the bat, and they have to drag as many scenes as they can. But just finish it in the middle of the series. There's enough from the other people. This makes no sense. I don't well, want to see Amira and Andrew every third episode. It makes no sense. That's what they're doing. You also get to see her father for some weird reason. Yeah. So I thought he was kind of a frail looking dude. Did you notice he had a big old belly? No. Oh, he had not a fat belly, but as skinny as he was, he had a big bloated stomach. And I've worked with people like this. He most likely has some type of kidney liver failure where he has to get that drained every now and then. I had a patient one time, not kidding, two liters of fluid drained from their stomach every two weeks. Yeah. That's yeah, so yeah. weird. It just, it, next time you see him, you just look at it. It's very odd looking. It looks like he almost he's pregnant because he's not fat. He just has this big swelling in his stomach area. Just a little free diagnosis for everybody. So you don't think he does any ab exercises to help with that? It's not. You could do as many ab exercises as you want. He has a fluid issue. Like he might oh. need dialysis or something to that effect. Got it. Amira tells her father the Serbia situation and he is not okay with Serbia. Why is he so against Andrew and the USA? It seems kind of selfish. Well, he spent all that time in the vacation city and not helping her when she was detained. So I get it. All right, Julia, brace yourself. You're about to hear some words that I don't say very often. You were right. I was right about what? So obviously after we do these podcasts, I go back and listen to the episodes. I want to hear how we sound. I want to hear how things come off. And when I listen to that episode where you were like, Alan, if you were in jail, I would have come for you. And I was like, do you know how much effort that would be? That is insane. I was since have been thinking, you know what? You hire somebody that speaks Spanish or you bring somebody with you and he should have left the resort and all those delicious margaritas to come get her out of jail or at least get there to get some answers. Staying where he was and going, well, I guess there's nothing I can do was definitely wrong. Julia, you were right. See, he could have also flown to Mexico City. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I at the time I thought, like, what's he going to do? He's not Was he going to go battle. I fought the law and the law won. Like, no way. No. It, uh, yeah, he, this is so dumb. Yeah, he should have done something and he did nothing. He did the bare minimum. Truth. Her dad basically says that he will disown her if she goes to Serbia. And she gives that, the heck you talking about face? Like, what? You disown me? I disown you. You Just can't kidding. fire me. I already quit. Yeah, but she seems upset about it. Now, I don't know the stereotype or any truth to Serbia having a lot of gangs and whatnot, but the dad seemed a little worried about that aspect of Serbia. Yeah. Remind me, Serbia is uh, Eastern Europe, right? You think I have any idea? My geography of the world is so pathetic, but my knowledge of the U.S. is really good. I can do a blank map of the United States. I put that against anybody. I, I'm really bad, really, really bad with the rest of the world. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like a lot of those Eastern European countries, like the Western part of Europe, 
thinks that that part's not safe and not good. And I mean, we saw it from Tom when they went to Albania. He was like, why would you want to go to Albania? Look, when, it, when it comes to the countries around the world, I can find Russia and China pretty easy. I know Italy is the boot and I know Spain looks like Pac-Man and Portugal looks like the little thing that's eating. The rest of them, not so good. Nah. And Greenland and Australia, obviously, but like I would not put my life on any other country. I could get pretty close. How about India? 99.9%. Okay. Not, my, not my life. If you said you get this wrong and you're dead, I wouldn't make that bet. How about South Africa? Yeah, that's all the way at the bottom. Yeah. Okay, I got that one. Okay, good. Okay, so there you go. I'm up to like 10 countries. Great. <laughs> Great. And all and all of North America. No, no, no. I, I meant across the pond. I'm go. Oh, I'm oh, I'm very good with North America and South America. How about Japan? Nope. Really? Gun, gun to my head, I would not take the chance. No chance. No wow. way. Wow. A million dollars, you pick out Japan, shot in the head if you don't. I'm not doing it. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I'm not good with the knowledge of these That's places. That's crazy. Anyways, so I have a a question for you that I saw on Instagram. But it's, it's not trivia, but it's a question that I thought was funny and a little a ridiculous scene okay. from Bears All. All right. What is Debbie's breast size? Oh, she's either super flat or super fat. I have no idea. I'll go with, I mean, is it one or the other? So she's either B or double Fs. Just give me a, just give me one. Just give me a, a cup size. I'll say B cups. Okay. She's a 36 C. Oh, I was going to say C. I was so close. And Colty knew it. Oh, I thought you were going to say Colty is also a 36 C. Oh, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> no, they did a test or like a, one of those almost like a newlywed game things where That's they both great. had to write it down. That's great. And Colty had the same one. Julia, you don't know your mother's breast size? No. Oh, they're 450 cc's. Alan, do you know your mother's breast size? A lot. That's not a breast size. I have no idea. Okay. Well, he knew his mom's and he was like, I did her laundry once and I looked. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. That's the end of our podcast. Stay tuned for part two. Make sure to visit our Instagram, Love Is Out There podcast, and our YouTube, Love Is Out There. The YouTubes are amazing. Julia does these taste tests with me where it's food from a different country, but I don't know what country it is. It's representative to one of the cast members on 98 Fiance. I try to guess most of the time. I think I get it right. One of these days we should go back and tally how many I've gotten right versus wrong. But it's interesting. It's fun, especially if you like food, especially if you like 98 Fiance, because I found love. I found love. We, we found, found love. love. We out. <laughs>